Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Stone reporting from the eastern part of Texas on the final day of the first half of year 2022. As I record, it's uh, almost 7.45 p.m. on Uh, Central Time on Thursday, June 30th. This week's podcast, episode 58 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, titled Step Your Game Up. Uh, With all apologies to uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, any other more hip individuals who have used that term in the past. Uh, And this week, what I'm going to aim to do is I'm going to try to pass on a few pointers or methods uh, you might consider uh, utilizing to better or improve your handicapping process. Uh, You know, I certainly understand, first of all, that my listeners are at uh, various stages uh, of their handicapping careers. Uh, Some of you perhaps, you know, just started handicapping maybe within the last year even. And, And then on the other end of the spectrum, many of you are quite advanced. You know, you've been doing this for many, many years uh, and know most of the tricks of the trade, but all of the uh, all of us, I should say, and that certainly includes myself, we can get better. You know, our, our handicapping toolbox can always make room for another useful tool. You know, it's funny, um, and you know, maybe not funny, but at least somewhat revealing that many of the guys I come across in the sports book and other similar type environs who know it all. Uh, And man, that must be nice to know it all. But those guys act like they don't care about anybody else's uh, input, opinion, or or their pieces of information. However, you know, guys whose opinion I really respect, you know, the creme, uh, la creme, if you will, those guys are always looking for an edge you know, always looking to get better. And I say that, but I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'm pretty much an army of one. You know, I'm confident in my process. Uh, my my results have been uh, quite positive through the years. And I don't want to cloud my mind uh, in my process with a lot of clutter. And besides, I think if you listen to enough experts, you'll be on the opposite side of every game every weekend. So you have to be selective, you know, who you follow, who you listen to, who you believe. Uh, But I've, you know, I've probably digressed ever so slightly. Uh, My original point uh, being that, you know, I've got all levels of handicappers at all points in their journey as a handicapper listening to this podcast. And hopefully, regardless of where you are in your handicapping journey, there will be something 
of value for each of you. So I'm going to get the uh, the ball rolling, first of all, with a, a suggestion, um, you know, to, uh, of course, as we said earlier, to step your game up. So we're going to try to step your game up a little bit. And Roman numeral one, start earlier. You know, the earlier that you start your handicapping process, the quicker you'll be finished, and hence, the earlier you'll be able to enter the marketplace. You know, right now, some of you, and it's not nothing to be ashamed of or anything like that, but some of you don't start carefully examining the upcoming weekend's card in college football until Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, maybe even Thursday for that matter, of the game week. You'll often hear me talk about taking numbers, not teams. And the need to start your handicapping process earlier really underscores this point. Because if you're taking numbers, you want to take the best number. And doesn't it make sense that you need a broader window of opportunity in your quest to get the very best number? So creating that larger window, you know, say entering the marketplace or being ready Sunday afternoon or or early Monday morning up until kickoff on Saturday, it obviously gives you a greater opportunity to get the best number than, say, just being ready to go at noon Thursday. You know, if, if you start at noon Thursday and that's when you're ready to fire away, the window is smaller. You know, therefore, so is the opportunity. And as many of you uh, clearly understand, already understand, the best numbers are typically picked off uh, at or near post. And the value can, from that point, be gradually sucked out of the marketplace uh, as the market becomes more and more mature. You know, as a handicapper, when you've reached your conclusion and arrived at your own point spread... And if you don't make point spreads, I mean, you at least have some idea of what you think the number should be. You need to, at that point, you need to set your price. You know, you cannot be, you know, truly be a handicapper, in my opinion, and just blindly bet a side because that's the side, you know, you've landed on this week. You know, there are two sides in every contest. And unless the game's lined at pick, One has a plus after its name, and the other has a minus. Then there's a number to the right, and the number to the right is equally as important as the team name to the left. But again, you know, you got to know your price. You know, going in, you know, you might like, you know, the trajectory of one team over the other. But I think it's a good practice to establish your buy price ahead of time. And in my opinion, the way that I do it, it might look something like this. You know, you might say, I made Team A uh, minus four over Team B. I'm going to take Team B at plus six or better. So if the line opens at five and a half, you have to have the discipline to lay off because your your buy price is not available. Of course, this is when it also becomes, you know, pretty, you know, critical and advantageous to have multiple outs, you know, multiple places to bet. Because as you know, there are discrepancies from book to book. And while you may see, you know, five and a halves painted across the screen, 
it just takes one book, one outlier, you know, to list the number at six and give you that game at your price, at your buy price. You know, oftentimes I'll, I'll be, you know, transparent here, you know, actually, you know, much more often than not, number shopping will not make a difference, not in an individual game. But your goal is to be a long-term winner and to be a process-oriented handicapper. And if you have a well, you know, this well-defined process of establishing a buy price, being disciplined, not taking a bad number, you know, it's going to yield two or three, maybe four winners uh, every hundred games, um, you know, that otherwise would have been, uh, you know, perhaps, you know, I say winners, they might have been pushes or even losers, but oftentimes they are winners. And that makes a world of difference because, you know, we're dealing again with razor thin margins. We're trying to accumulate razor thin advantages that cumulatively add up to something significant. So have your buy price in mind, you know, stick to your guns. And really what I'm saying is, you know, just step your game up. This next recommendation uh, is probably going to seem painfully obvious, but you got to know your when, what, and where. <laughs> you know, and again, this is pretty basic, but first of all, let's look at the when. Have you ever failed to cash in on a winning bet because the bet was never made? Because you mistook the starting time of the game and it started before you ever got to the window? You know, chances are you have. You know, if you've been doing this as long as I have, uh, the chances are greater than that. You know, I'll say sure you have. You know, all of us long-timers have done that. You know, of course, kind of as a side note, the only games like that that we remember are the winners that we didn't, you know, the winning bets we didn't make. You know, we conveniently... Forget the losers, uh, but that isn't that, you know, that's kind of the way this thing works, isn't it? <laughs> it's also important uh, to know the game time, not only to get your bet in in a timely fashion, but very important to know the game time if you play college football totals, for instance. You know, a game kicking off at 11 a.m. Central on a Saturday can have dramatically different weather than the same game kicking off eight hours later at 7 p.m. Central. And, you know, you now we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at the where component. You know, you got to know where the game's being played. You know, and this can certainly come into play during week one of the college football season, you know, Labor Day weekend. Uh, there are a handful of neutral site games on Labor Day weekend, and this can be a little tricky uh, when you're going through your process and making your numbers and so forth. Uh, and it does, you know, I'll say it does make a, a difference. There's no question about it. And I'll give a case in point. You know, I heard the other day, it might have been yesterday, but certainly this week, I heard the other day on a reputable program uh, that Georgia would be hosting Oregon on Saturday, September 3rd in week one. You know, certainly in my mind, the description implied that the uh, SEC Pac-12 matchup uh, would be played between the hedges uh, there in Athens, Georgia. Uh, but it's not. You know, certainly there's a strong regional advantage for the dogs, but uh, the game's actually being played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And you might say, you know, big freaking deal. You know, what's the difference? But there's probably, you know, you ask, what's the difference? There's probably a one-and-a-half point difference in the point spread, at least a point. 
by most guys, you know, myself included, but most guys whose opinion I trust, they would definitely shade a point or a point and a half away from Georgia uh, playing in Atlanta versus playing uh, in their uh, on their home field there in Athens. And that's quite significant. Uh, you know, this is the game of 11 to get back 10. And again, edges can be hard to find and they're razor thin uh, indeed when they are uncovered. So that is very, very significant. A couple of other uh, neutral site games to make note of in week one include Florida State versus LSU. Uh, that game's not going to be played in Baton Rouge, but rather will be played at the Caesars Superdome there in New Orleans on Sunday, September 4th. And then Clemson and uh, Georgia Tech playing on Labor Day, Monday, September 5th. Uh, that game not being played at either team's home field, uh, but like the uh, game a couple of days uh, before it is going to be played, uh, the Oregon-Georgia game is going to be played as well there on Monday, September 5th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, the Florida State-LSU game, I'm going to add, you know, it's not only being contested in New Orleans, uh, but this ACC-SEC showdown has another interesting dynamic that I believe is worth noting, uh, and that's this. You know, Florida State gets a, a head start on the Bayou Bengals uh, as the Seminoles host FCS Duquesne uh, a week earlier in so-called Week Zero. And obviously, uh, Duquesne, you know, it doesn't represent some stern test for Florida State, but it does, you know, provide the Seminoles with sort of an exhibition, uh, a dress rehearsal, you know, to get some of the kinks out. Uh, and I think the advantage of playing a game before your opponent, again, is quite significant and constitutes a uh, you know an advantage worth noting uh, for Mike Norvell and his troops. You know, it's obviously a small sample size, and I think I've got this right. And it was you know, I say a small sample size. This is a one-game sample, but last year you might remember uh, UCLA in Week Zero they boat raced Hawaii, uh, and then. Uh, got to play an LSU team that next week uh, there in Los Angeles uh, and pretty much an LSU team that didn't have the advantage of playing in week zero uh, and they handled LSU easily in that game uh, with a one-game head start. So, uh, you know, something worth noting. And I say that and uh, I want to point out uh, that LSU minus two uh, over Florida State is actually one of about 55 plays that I've made to date. And those 55 plays, some of them are week one games. Uh, some of them are so-called college football games of the year. And still others are regular season win totals. But I did play LSU minus two over Florida State. I say that. I might come back and take the Seminoles at plus three and a half uh, if that number becomes available. But at the time, which was probably at least a month ago, you know, I just thought LSU minus two was a little light uh, there at the Superdome. Uh, since the Tigers probably simply just have to win the game to get the money. want to uh, give a little uh, plug for my service, Paul Stone Sports. And then I'm going to give you a couple of regular season totals uh, in the Pac-12 that I actually gave this morning on VSIN's Follow the Money and uh, pass those on to you if you weren't able to listen. But first of all, Paul Stone Sports, I am currently promoting my full season 2022 college football regular season package. 
It gives you all of my monitored selections from the last weekend in August all the way through the national championship in January uh, for just $499. And as a bonus, person signing up by the end of the day, this coming Monday, July 4th, uh, receive a series of bonuses. Uh, they receive uh, my week one plays uh, that I've made. They receive also my game of the year plays to date and then those regular season totals as well. Uh, not all 55, but my premium, my top selections in those different uh, areas of wagering. If you sign up after uh, July 4th, you're still going to get uh, the same uh, work, the same selections during the season as other clients. The last seven years from 2015 through 2021 season, I am a monitored 56% against the spread at the Independent, the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City, and that spans almost 800 premium selections. So I'm very proud of that uh, of that record. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears has gone into those 800, nearly 800 selections. I continue to work. I was going to say as hard as I ever have, but probably harder, trying to keep up, trying to stay sharp trying to be sure that I do all my process. So if you're interested, go to paulstonesports.org. You can sign up there today. Again, my college football regular season package available for $4.99 at paulstonesports.org. And now to a couple of regular season uh, win totals that uh, I gave out earlier today on VSIN. I'm a regular guest of Follow the Money on Thursdays uh, during the football season, and that pretty much uh, started this morning and uh, unless they decide they want to get rid of me, will last uh, probably through pretty much the rest of the year through the bowl games. But anyway, the, the selections that I gave in the Pac-12 were both unders. And first of all, my first selection is going to be on the Colorado Buffaloes under three and a half wins in the regular season. The juice is starting to get to us a little bit, uh, depending on where you shop. The more places you shop, the better. But you might see 125, minus 125, minus 130, maybe even up to minus 150. But I do indeed rather like Colorado to go under its regular season total of three and a half. Uh, you know, few teams, if any teams, have been affected to the level that Colorado has been by the transfer portal this year. Uh, they've lost a lot of big-time players. They lost uh, their running back, Jarek Broussard, uh, to Michigan State. Uh, Broussard, you might remember, uh, in the abbreviated Six-game season in 2020, rushed for almost 900 yards, was actually the Pac-12's Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's one of the losses through the portal. They also lost three-quarters of their starting secondary. So, you know, they, they were struggling. They were 4-8 and eight last year. They've lost those players. I think the roster this year is not nearly as talented overall as the 2021 version. Three-and-a-half wins. Man, it looks tough to get with that schedule. Uh, their non-conference schedule, they open at home against TCU, uh, and then they have road games at Air Force and at Minnesota. The only game, if they're not favored in a game, uh, I believe it's played in October at Arizona, Colorado might not be favored in a single game in their 12-game regular season during the entire 2022 season. I think Colorado's probably going to win two games. But in any event, I'm recommending if you got to find three, maybe you'll get it at a plus price. I could still see you doing that at even money or a plus price. Would rather you take the under three and a half 
hopefully not laying much more than minus 150, but take Colorado to go under their regular season win total of three and a half. Then we're going to go to the Pacific Northwest uh, to the Washington Huskies there in Seattle, Washington, uh, with their new first-year head coach, Kalen DeBoer, who uh, comes to Washington after spending two years as the head coach at Fresno State. And if you follow college football closely, you probably knew that before coming to uh, Fresno State for his first head coaching major college job, he was the offensive coordinator uh, at Indiana uh, in 2019. But this is a Washington team when uh, Chris Peterson uh, retired and uh, after the 2019 season, they really didn't do a search. Uh, they simply promoted Peterson's longtime defensive coordinator, Jimmy Lake, uh, to the head coaching position. Uh, that was, to be frank, a total disaster. You know, hindsight's always 2020, uh, but Lake was fired uh, before the end of the 2021 season, didn't even make it two complete seasons. This roster is just not where it has been in the past. If you follow Washington football closely, you know that defense is kind of their calling card. Last year in 2021, uh, they gave up a total of 23.5 points per game. In the previous six seasons to that, uh, they had given up less than 23 points in all those seasons. Their defense only, depending on where you look, it's very difficult these days to compute returning starters on offense or defense for that matter. But they return, depending on where you look, just two or three defensive starters. I think this year's defense will be lucky to be on a par with last year's. It will probably be worse. They just don't seem to have that many top-shelf, all-conference-type players on their roster. Their regular season win total is uh, posted at 7.5. It was actually this morning at plus 105, the under. So uh, under 7.5, plus 105, I can certainly recommend that. One thing about Washington is they do have an uh, – you know, they're going to go 2-0. and Got two automatic wins to start the season. Have a home game in week three against Michigan State of the Big Ten uh, that might well determine whether they get over that win total of seven and a half. So I'm kind of banking on the Spartans to beat the Huskies. But in any event, take Washington under its regular season win total of seven and a half. Hopefully you can get the small plus money. I took it at plus 105. So there you go, folks. Another uh, episode of the uh, Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Hopefully you glean something from this episode Hopefully, you'll record that in your memory bank. You'll start making some of these suggestions part of your repertoire, and you will indeed step your game up because that's the whole objective. That's what episode 58, that's the title of the episode. That's the objective. That's the goal. And appreciate you listening. I know some of you have been with me the whole way. It's been over a year now. College football season is going to be here before you know it. Fourth of July is this Monday. It's going to be a big uh, weekend for a lot of people, a lot of travel, a lot of food, uh, a lot of celebration. Be careful. Be smart. Be safe. Don't put yourself in any bad situations, friends. You take care. Until next time, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions. 